Okay. So we are doing now Thursday's portion of Bereshit, meaning the Simchas Torah holiday. On that day of Simchas Torah, we are supposed to complete those Habracha. As in synagogue, we read the portion of those Habracha, which means we're holding by Tuesday. We did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbat. And then we're supposed to begin Bereshit and do in the way it fell out this week, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of Bereshit. It could be a lot more difficult. <laughs> you can have some Chastai on a Friday and I have to do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of Bereshit. So this, this could be worse. <laughs> so today, on Thursday, we have Thursday's portion of Bereshit, which is actually very short. And just do a little background for people that didn't do it until now to understand what we're doing today. So in Bereshit, of course, we have Genesis. We have creation. We have Adam. We have Eve. We have the sin. We have them leaving the garden. All this you quickly did on Tuesday in Pastora. And then we have their children, Cain and Hevel. And of course, we have the first murder as Cain in this jealousy or desire to get rid of the other heir to the world kills Hevel. Now, they weren't like one-day-old babies when this happened. There's various opinions in the Midrash when this happened. Maybe they were 40 at this point. You know, things already happened in their life when this happened. Um, and then Cain is told by God that, you know, God's going to avenge for Hevel's murder. There's one immediate consequence of him being banished and wherever he wanders or so shake and no you know that constant punishment for bringing murder into the world and removing god from the world another step in addition after seven generations it says there's seven generations and god will avenge for hevel's murder which brings us to today's portion where we speak of lemach now lemach is the sixth generation from Cain. And we're told that Lemach, this is verse 19 in chapter 4 of Rashi. Lemach took to himself two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the name of the second one was Sila. So Rashi explains that the reason why we're going to all these details about Lemach and his wives and his children, which we don't see in any of the previous generations, it just shows that God kept his promise because we're told that after seven generations, Cain will receive this revenge. And Lemach is a sixth generation, but only after Lemach had sons, which would then mean there's a seventh generation from Cain, was Cain killed. Lemach had will learn tomorrow accidentally killed his ancestor, Cain. I mean, obviously God wanted it, but from his end it was an accident. You could say, well, Lemach is a sixth generation. God gave Cain seven generations. But there already was a seventh generation because Lemach already had sons when he killed Cain. He has two wives. So Rashi explains that this was a practice in this generation, which was a very immoral generation, 
that they would have two wives, one for children and one for relationships. And one for relationships would drink a cup of something to make her barren, whatever herbs they do to make her barren, and she would be adorned like a bride and be by her husband's side. And the other wife, the one for children, would be like pushed aside as if she's a widow. This is what Eob describes. He feeds the sterile one, who will not give birth, but the widow, meaning this wife that he's scorning, that she's just for children, he doesn't treat her well. Now, as we're actually going to see, both of them had children. So I guess the drink didn't work completely. This was the mindset of this very, very, very corrupt and evil generation. So Ada, so Raj explains, she's the one for children. And that's why she's called Ada, because Ada in the Aramaic means removed. And she's, like, so to speak, repulsive to him. She's kept away from him. Sila, this is one for relationships. But Sila is from the word fail, shadow that she is always sitting in her husband's shadow. The next verse says, now Ada had children. Ada bore Yavo. He was the father of those who dwell in a tent and with livestock. Rashi explains two explanations on this idea of the father of those who dwell in the tent and with livestock. The first, he was the first nomad. I mean, this is the very beginning of humanity, so we've got a lot of firsts going on. He would graze animals in the desert. He would live in tents a month here, a month there, because he's pasturing his flock. So when the pasture is exhausted in one place, he goes, pitches his tent somewhere. That's one understanding. The Midrash says, this verse, these words, he was a father of those who dwell in his tents and with livestock, means he's building houses for idolatry. How do you get that from this? Because the word livestock is mikneh, and mikneh also could mean jealousy, rage. Jealousy which enrages. So he set up these houses of idolatry which enraged God. Um... Now, the next verse talks about the brother. The name of his brother was Yuval. He was Yavo, and his brother was Yuval. We weren't too imaginative in those days. He was the first of all who handled the harp and flute. So Rashi explained in the previous Rashi that this brother also, the harp and the flute, were the harp and flute for idolatry. Now, how do we get this? Because the verse identifies him as the brother of Yavo, meaning, it wouldn't mean his brother. It should have said, and Ad had another son. Ad and Lemach had another son. Why is, why is he identified not as the son of Ada, but rather as the brother of Yavo? So the Midrash says because the Chumash wants to make a relationship. The same way we hinted to you that Yavo is creating idolatry here, Mikne, he's creating places that enrage God. So his brother is in the same boat. So what's his playing in his music? Also against God. Also for idolatry. Now why does the Midrash have to, in general, go in this direction? Why does the Midrash assume that, oh, Yavol means, Mikna means to enrage God? Why can't it just take the simple meaning? He's a nomad and he's pasturing his cattle. Because 
the verse is saying he's the first to do this. He's the father of those who dwell in a tent with livestock. Father meaning the first. But we know he wasn't the first because, if you can remember, yesterday's portion, and talking about Cain and Hazel, Cain and Azel, Hazel was the first to raise livestock. That was very clearly he's the first. He was, you know, just him, Cain and his parents. Cain was working the land, and Hazel was raising livestock. He was raising the sheep, and he offered to God, and God turned to his offering, and that was one of the reasons, or a primary reason, why Cain was so upset with Hazel. So if the verse is saying he was the first to do this, it can't mean raising livestock in the normative sense because, you know, six generations ago, seven generations ago, Hevel already did this. So what does it mean? So that's why the Midrash comes to Mikna What he was doing was building houses to enrich God, houses of idolatry. And then if we're introducing this other person, Yuval, as his brother, we understand he's in the same boat. The next verse, and Sila too, she bore Tuvalkayan, a sharpener of any shape of copper and iron. And the sister of Tuvalkayan was Naama. Now, the way the verse is written, and Sila too, she bore Tuvalkayan. Again, that's a very unusual way to put it, is because, as Rashi explained to us previously, Sila's not supposed to have any children, right? She's supposed to be for relationships, and she gets treated really nicely. She's not supposed to have children. So that is the reason the verse is written this way, to say these children are the results of unintended pregnancies, which took place in spite of the potion. That's why she also bore these children. Now, why was he called Tuval Kayin? Tuval means to season something. So he was seasoning the craft of Kayin, because Kayin initiated the craft of murder. So he seasoned, meaning he improved the craft of Kayin, because he made weapons. For murderers. Now, Rashi explains on the next word, sharpener of any shaper of copper and iron. Rashi says he's sharpening these tools of craft of copper and iron. And then Rashi explains grammatically that this idea of sharpening is not a noun. Instead, it's a particle based on its vocalization and based on the fact that the accent is on the final syllable. In other words, it says choresh with its seire. The fact that it's choresh with its seire. The fact that there's an accent on the final syllable means he sharpens and signs all the tools of craft. Now, the first Rashi have a dispute on what exactly is Rashi saying here, meaning some view it that he's sharpening tools of copper and iron. And other explain that what Rashi means by these by what the verse says, a shape of copper and iron, means he makes tools that were used to work with copper and iron. In either case, these are tools that ultimately were used for murder. And then the last words are all these evil, evil, evil people. Father of idolatry, music for idolatry, murder. And Tuval Kain's sister was Naama. And Rashi explains this is the wife of Noah, which explains why she was significant enough to have her name mentioned in the Torah. Usually, when we're going through the generations, we don't really mention the girls. So why here are we? She was very significant. She should be from her and Noah. 
Gimel humanity, which is which is interesting if you think of it, because Noah was not descended from the line of Cain, which was obviously a cursed, evil line of people. But Nama was. Nama is from Lema. We see what type of person he was. And this is her brother, Tuval Cain. And yet Nama obviously emerged a very, very pure person, pure enough to merit to be the wife of Nayach. And through her and Nayach, mankind continued. At the same time, I was thinking, embedded in her, obviously, in, in, in some genetic way, are some of these very evil strands that she obviously completely transcended but potentially are there for mankind to fall down to or like her to lift ourselves up and transcend beyond such potential possibilities of evil in our hands. And that is the Chumash of today.